Hello, I'm James Day, and this is Focus on Pocus, a podcast about current topics in point-of-care ultrasound. We cover all the topics from clinical to academia to industry. Today, we have a special show because we have two esteemed guests, both involved in bringing POCUS education to physician assistant programs at Hofstra University on Long Island in New York. First, we have Amy Roberts, who graduated from Hofstra with a Bachelor of Science and earned her physician's assistant certificate in 2010. She then went on to earn a Master of Science in PA studies in December 2014 from Pace University and went further with a PhD in leadership from University of the Cumberlands in 2021. Amy has been working with the Hofstra Physician Assistant Program since 2012 and has been working in primary care since she graduated. Prior to becoming a PA, Amy worked in radiology for more than 10 years. Christine Zaman has been practicing PA for 20 years. For the past eight years, she has held a full-time faculty appointment at the Hofstra University PA program. In addition to her role in academia, she maintains an active clinical practice in pediatric intensive care unit at an inner city hospital. All right, guys, we welcome both of you today on the Focus on Pocus. This would be fun. So, so let's open, you know, this is almost like a, a ping pong game back and forth with you guys. So let's open with Amy and her role at Hofstra. But more importantly, I want to ask, what did you do in radiology for 10 years? That's definitely an imaging career field. Yeah, so prior to becoming a PA, I worked in radiology for 10 years as an x-ray tech, also a CT and MRI tech. And I worked in hospital and outpatient setting. And it was when I was working in that role that I decided that I wanted to be a PA because I worked so closely uh, with PAs and just loved what they did. Um, right now, I actually, now that I've started this role at Hofstra, I now work as an academic coordinator and assistant professor, um, in which I oversee the didactic students during their time here at Hofstra. So for PAs, is that integrated in like, say, like medical students in M1? Is that their first year? It's integrated in the first year of their PA education? Correct. So the didactic year is their very first year until after they complete that year, they go off into their clinical year, which is where they do their rotations and clerkships and, you know, basically find out what specialty they want to work in. Ah, all right. Here's one for Christine. Um, Why do you feel, Christine, that it's necessary for PA students to have experience in point of care ultrasound? I think we've seen um, that point-of-care ultrasound is the future of medicine. Um, Many PAs go on to um, have careers in emergency medicine and also in critical care medicine, and that's an integral skill that these, you know, clinicians will need to have in order to perform their job to the best of their capability. And by introducing it when they are students, they're able to practice their skills and get some hands-on live clinical experience on their rotations. Had they not had that introduction while they were students into nomology and kind of just understanding some of the basics of ultrasound, it would be somewhat foreign to them and they wouldn't be able to capitalize on those experiences when they're on their clinical rotations. Oh, okay. I see. Um, so back to Amy. 
you know, this is, guys, this is starting to sound like Jeopardy, but <laughs> back to Amy. <laughs> what is the best way to incorporate point of care ultrasound into a physician assistant education? I think the best way is to start it very early and to get that hands-on experience right when students first enter uh, PA school. Um, here at Hafter, that's what we did. We integrated it right into that didactic year. Students start scanning their very first semester. Mm -hmm. And just the way to integrate it, I think it's best to align it with the medicine courses they're taking. So if, for example, you're, and, and also the anatomy courses. So, for example, if they're learning about anatomy, that's a great way to just augment their anatomy skills and their physical exam skills to then actually show them a liver or a kidney on the ultrasound. It just helps, I think, students piece together the information that much more and just give them more knowledge and help them even do better on exams. Yes. And here's a question I have for uh, Christine. You know, there's always a lot of Trying to integrate POCUS into an already crowded curriculum where, you know, the more curriculum space faculty has, quote unquote, the more power they have. So I'll ask you the darker question. So what challenges do you face when implementing POCUS into your PA program? Well, I think the first challenge is kind of what you said, like, where do you put it? How do you find the time? And that was one of the biggest challenges when Amy and I first bought this curriculum to our program director. It was like, well, okay, what are we going to take out? You know, what can we take out? What yeah. can we move? How can we make, you know, the room for this? And it was, a, it took a little bit of time to prove to our program director that this was something that was vital and that, you know, we were going to be behind the times if we were not putting this in our curriculum. Um, and I think kind of what Amy was saying, seeing where it belongs. So not that you're just trying to put, you know, a square peg in a round hole, but see where it fits in seamless, seamlessly and it can augment other things. So it's not completely separate. And I think that that makes it a little bit easier to, to find the time to, to get that into the curriculum. Mm -hmm. Amy, how did you incorporate focus into Hofstra's physician assistant curriculum? So the way we first did it is Christine and I and another one of our colleagues, uh, Mark Laplatne, we sat down to look at the curriculum and just see where things best fit. So for example, right now, we tried to concentrate on the skills we thought were most important uh, for PAs, uh, PA students and PAs in general to learn. And after kind of doing a lot of research, we found that most PAs are um, using ultrasound to do line placement, um, the EFAST mm -hmm. exam, uh, DBT. We find these are the most actually popular skills. And as of recently, we actually just added uh, cardiac and opto into our curriculum. So by looking at the skills that were most important, we then look to see where they were most appropriate. So as of right now, we do the EFAST the very first semester because that's when we're teaching about the GI and the abdominal exam. And then right. come the spring semester, we integrated DVT into that because that's when we're teaching cardiac and peripheral vascular. And then come the summer, that's where we integrated line placement because that's when our students are learning about all the procedures and learning how to uh, perform line placement. And we actually even use ultrasound in the cadaver lab to help help teach uh, central line placement. So that's basically just by looking at the most popular skills and that what we felt was most important by doing research out in the fields and, you know, just fitting them into the curriculum where, where they best aligned and we were, you know, it was fitting in longitudinally. Wow, that cadaver placement for line procedural point of care 
that's exactly like M2 medical students get. So that's pretty ACEs program for physician assistants. I'm impressed. Yeah, thank you. Just for fun, Christine, since you named a bunch, Nobology, EFAST, cardiac, procedural line press, if you had to choose just one technique to teach your students, what would it be? Oh, um, I think probably it would be the EFAST exam um, if I had to teach mm-hmm. one one technique for the students. I think because, you know, our, our students will, they all will be in um you know, uh, the emergency medicine at some point during their rotations, um, which is a really good place to be able to use it. But really, you can use it on the floors. Um, You can use it in the ICU. If you work in, you know, a lot of PAs go into rural medicine, um, where like the closest emergency emergency room may be, you know, two, three hour commute. So if you have a patient that comes in to your, to your, your rural clinic, um, and you're not sure, does this patient need to go, you know, right away to, for a CAT scan or does it need, you know, what type of care does this patient need? Um, if you're able to perform a point of care ultrasound, it can give you a better sense of what, you know, what's going on with, with the limited resources that you have. Okay. Amy, what's your take on the most important exam for PA students? I actually agree with Christine, definitely the EFAST exam. <laughs> I was trying to play you guys against each other. <laughs> I know, okay. hard. I was going back and forth between EFAST and DVT, but yeah. it, it's nice because EFAST, they see the most anatomy. It really helps put those anatomy skills, you know, into play. So, and I find that that's probably the most common exam that I find students are doing when they go off onto rotations. And if I had to give a second for me, it would be line placement, I think. So, you know, Amy's her second would be DVT. But I think for me, I work in critical care. And I think um, line placement is is a, and I work in pediatrics specifically, who are notoriously Mm -hmm. difficult uh, venous access. So, um, you know, so that is also another, uh, you know, very important skill for them. Yeah, I was sitting here, you know, thinking, wow, I wonder if it would be cardiac, line placement, but... Uh, I'm not, not line plates, but IVC for fluids and, but you know, I kind of, I kind of, I think more and more procedural to keep medical mistakes down. I know for IJ cannulation, the hospital that I was at, we saw there was usually two on average medical mistakes per month and, you know, mm-hmm. just hitting an artery or stuff, uh, which is understandable doing it anatomically the old school way. But when POCUS came on board, they went a whole year and they actually made a little trophy and there was none, which is awesome. Oh, oh, that's really great. Yeah, that's really great. So how has the pandemic affect the PAs? I know we've seen a lot of clinicians, nurses, sonographers, a lot of people leaving in droves. And with respect to our global audience, you know, you guys could talk about the actual role of the physician's assistant in the United States. Uh, I think for for many PAs, especially here in New York, um, we kind of were put to the the max of our training. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, PAs are trained in primary care. So we're trained to really be able to work in any areas of medicine. Mm-hmm. And we saw many PAs here in New York State deployed into different areas of medicine. So, you know, when they stopped doing elective surgeries and they stopped, you know, doing, um, you know, some outpatient clinics closed um, because, you know, patients weren't coming, um, those PAs were often deployed to other areas of medicine. And I think the pandemic has really highlighted just how versatile and integral PAs are, you know, on the healthcare team. 
Yeah, definitely. It's been been really a game changer. So let's see if you guys can do this in stereo at the same time. Um, no, just uh, kidding. Uh, what are your future goals for the, your your POCUS curriculum in your program? What do you, what do you want to see happen for your curriculum? You know, down the road as you know we're evolving. I mean, I would love. To, obviously, there's so many budget restrictions, which is obviously a huge barrier. You know, getting enough yeah. machines for we have 75 students. Our program is actually lucky. We were able to get um, a couple of donations, which was, you know, obviously essential to us being able to start the curriculum. But I would love to see, you know, be able to get more machines and, you know, incorporate, find more time in the schedule and just, you know, incorporate it more as like a lab, like students are going into um, exam rooms and getting more time with image interpretation, um, you know, and just sign or find funds to, you know, get that incorporated so that we can, you know, concentrate on image interpretation. Yeah, that's always a challenge. Um getting the necessary fundage and some places have it like you check out the machine, like you would get your microscope or, or something like that. Yeah. I would love to see students walking around with a portable ultrasound machine like they do. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. That would be, that would be awesome. It's so important. Um, so Amy and Christine, two super physician assistant educators here today. It was great having you on today's podcast. It's an honor, and we thank you for all you do to increase patient safety. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for, having, thank you for us. having us. Yeah, keep up the good work. It's It's been great. Um, we don't get to hear a lot from the physician assistant world, especially, you know, this show is global, so, you know, it's this is how it's practiced in the United States. I wonder, do you guys have any insight how it happens around the rest of the world, Asia, Europe, South America? Do they have... Uh, physician assistants or they have similar roles um but uh -huh. not from my understanding not like the exact role that uh, that a pa is yeah as of yet <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly i i some of our students they do like medical brigades and they go to other countries to assist um so they they can you know they they have helped out obviously internationally but you know, in a lot of other countries, they're not really familiar with physician assistants. So it's nice when they get to do those, you know, global medical brigades. Oh, that's good. And listen, anybody out there listening beyond the United States where we do this podcast, please uh, send us an email. We'd like to hear from you. Don't forget for more POCUS style topics, you can follow us on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy and Twitter at POCUS Academy. And thanks a lot, Amy and Christine. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you.